Hey, I want to welcome you to the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. No, you're not hearing things. Uh, There's nothing wrong with your podcast. Uh, My name is not Melissa. Uh, This is Matt Wood, and uh, we're going to switch it up today. We're going to do something a little different. Usually, Melissa's the one interviewing uh, all the, the great guests that she has come on the podcast. But I talked to her last year at one point and said, hey, why don't we flip the script? Why don't I interview you for a change? And uh, we'll see how it goes. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, I'd like to welcome Melissa to her own podcast today. Hey, it's glad to be on, I'm glad to be on my own show. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, Melissa, we're, we're, I'm, I'm so glad to be here with you as well. And, and thanks for allowing me to, to help host today. Um, I just want to interview you today. You're, you're the one that's usually asking all the questions. And uh, that's awesome. But I think people need to hear from you and hear what you have to say. I think it's it's super valuable. And if people are listening to this podcast, they're doing it for a reason. They love you. They love Steve. And uh, they love what you guys are doing. So, um, man, I'm really glad to be here with you today. And, and let's just tell the, the listeners for right now that I... You've been on my podcast before, yeah. so if they want to hear our show uh, and hear more about how we got connected, we've known each other for years, and um, we're pretty close now, and, and all the things that went on in our life for the years that we've known each other, they can go back and pick up your podcast, Matt Wood's podcast on, um, it was back in December. It was, yeah, it was like November, December, yeah, it yeah. was fun, it was a lot of fun. We have known each other for a long time, and uh, have gone through some some... Uh, low seasons and some high seasons <laughs> together for sure. Some interesting adventures, I yeah, like to call them. No doubt, and our our families are close, and and um, Melissa is is special to to me and my wife, and and so is Steve, and so um, we're we're thankful to have you guys in our lives. Well, we're glad to be a part of your life, and um, you know, God brought us together in kind of interesting ways, but we it was a good match. We, we didn't always know it was going to be such a good match, but it just got better over time. And so I'm super happy. Okay, what you got for me? I'm a so, little I'm a little tentative because, uh, <laughs> like, he knows me. Yeah, <laughs> he knows some of the deep secrets. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little tentative, but go ahead. Well, I just I wanted to really, in, in, in some ways, try to highlight today uh, what you guys are doing now with your life. Um, you know, long story short, uh, Melissa and I initially met um, – when she came to work for me at Victory Church, she was uh, my admin as the uh, small groups pastor. And in all truth, she probably did more of the work than I did. I was more of the figurehead and meeting people and connecting people. And she did a bunch of the hard work. And then she eventually took that position and, and ran with it to even a, a greater degree than I did. Um, so that's how we initially met and got to know each other and, and built our relationship as friends. Um but the last you know few years, you've launched out, and uh, you and Steve started Bridge Builders Marriage Ministry, um, which does uh, it does a bunch of different things. Tell just tell us a few things that it does, as far as what what is kind of the the main uh, things that you guys do at Bridge Builders. At Bridge Builder, we our our mission is to destroy divorce. Uh, primarily. Our, our target focus is the church. So we've been called alongside the local church to help strengthen the marriages in the local church. And we do that by doing three things. Uh, we do marriage counseling. We do everything from pre-marriage to marriage in crisis. We provide conferences, marriage conferences for churches. Um, so we just come in, unroll our stuff, and, and have a, uh, we call it our conference in a box. So we try to make it really easy for churches. But they're really interactive, fun conference, marriage conferences for churches. 
And then we do, um, we sponsor our own events about four or five times a year. And we do two or three marriage conferences and a couple of women's conferences every year. And, and that's how we fight to impact uh, families and to build families and strengthen families in the local church. So let's break that down a little bit because if someone's listening to this and they don't know exactly what all that looks like, it's easy, you know, we came up in the church world, some of this is easy to understand and to know, but let's break it down a little bit. So if I was, um, whether my marriage is in uh, terrible shape or whether it just maybe needed some fine tuning, uh, you know, you do marriage counseling, it's one of the main things that you guys do. What would that look like? I mean, I think, you know, and even in my own mind, even though I've done marriage counseling, I, I think there's some apprehension and some fear that comes in with that, right? right. You think, oh, well, I'm going to walk in this room and be psychoanalyzed by some person and I may not completely understand uh, what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. And not to mention the side of, um, you know, for me, if I was going to get marriage counseling, I would want to know it's somebody that believes in scripture, believes in the, just tell us like kind of beginning to end, what does that look like for you as a marriage counselor? If I was going to come in with with my wife? Well, one of the things that Stephen and I do, that's very different from a lot of places where you would go to counseling, you're always going to counsel with both Steve and I together. So you're going to have a husband and wife counseling with a husband and wife. And and that way, because let's be honest, most women bring their husbands to marriage counseling. Yeah. And I will say this. Most of the people that I've marriage counseled myself or have talked through, a lot of the guys feel ganged up on, right? right? Whether or not they quote their fault or not, or however you want to apply that, it's easy, I think, for a guy, if you're not the one suggesting the counseling, to feel like, oh, she's bringing me here to get fixed, right? Does that make sense? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to get fixed in this process. And uh, so tell me how maybe you guys do that a little different. Well, Steve's favorite line is nobody gets dunked on in our in our sessions, right? Because <laughs> it's a two on two. It's not yeah. a it's not a fast break. And so um, well, and, and I think it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, women have drugged their husband to counseling and they I went through a failed marriage. I left my marriage thinking I had done everything right. He had done everything wrong. Um but I knew it took two people to fail. So I was happy to walk away with my, you know, seven or 8% of the failure of our marriage. And what I would be learn over time is that, well, maybe I owned a considerable bit more of the failure than that. And so what we do is we say it takes two people doing the right thing, uh, to, to have a healthy marriage. And, uh, a lot of times, most of our counseling is not what most people, like, you're not going to come in on it, lay down on the couch. We're not professional listeners. Most um, couples come to us because they don't know what they don't know, sure. right? So we we mentor, we coach, we counsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of our clients become our friends. Yeah. Um, we do we violate one really uh, strong counseling rule every time, but all of our clients have our personal cell phone numbers, and they have access to call us when they need to. And um, and it, it we just have a real different approach to counseling, so that everybody feels like they're heard, and everybody uh, nobody it's not anybody's nobody's 100% at fault. Even if you're the person who maybe violated the trust by having an affair, it's still, you're not the only person to blame. And, um, and so we don't let that happen in our, in our sessions. Sure. I know I've, I've sent a number of couples to you. Um, and I've sent a couple of couples to you for pre-marriage counseling. So one of the, one of my goals as a pastor is to, um, help couples get off on the right, the right foot, you know, so that hopefully they don't need 
you know, marriage counseling down the road. I think, honestly, probably every marriage needs mar- a little bit of marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's wrong. But in my opinion, it doesn't hurt anybody to go through a few sessions. But uh, if you can get started off on the right foot with healthy habits, I think that's important. So what does it look like if people are wanting to go through, like, premarital counseling with you guys? We do pre-marriage counseling. Um, we have a six-week program that we take everybody through. Uh, it is teaching. It's discovery. It's, um, you know, Let's teach you how to let's how, build our foundation on the Lord. Let's have a God-centered marriage to start with. Uh, all of our all of our counseling is faith-based. We believe God invented marriage. It was His idea, and then He wrote a book about it. The Bible starts with a wedding, it ends with a wedding, and everything in between is a groom looking for his bride. And so we think the Bible is the best book on marriage, and we use that a lot. But we're not also. Uh, it doesn't matter where you come in your walk with Christ. If you're a, a marginal follower of Christ, or you're a you know, a, pa- a passionate, radical follower of Christ, you're going to feel comfortable in our office. We're not sure. Bible thumping anybody. And one thing I will say that's so unique about um, working with Steve and Melissa both is they have drastically different personalities. <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting to see how they play off of each other and how um, it, it really tends to make people more comfortable in your mm-hmm. office, I think, when... Um, it's not just one type of person. It's not one person psychoanalyzing. It's not one person beating you over the head with what's yeah. the truth. You guys have a good blend of, of both sides, and you don't pick a side. And, and I love the fact that, that that's the way that it is. Yeah. Um, I've sent a number of people to Steve and Melissa and even some, some close personal friends, and they have tremendously helped um, the, the people that I sent to them. And... Uh, it, it's been, to me, it's been really cool to see their ministry uh, flourish and to see what you guys have, have done to, to, to really grow this thing. Uh, it, it, I remember it started, you know, kind of something in your heart with you and Steve when you were working with, even alongside me that you always had in the back of your mind at some point, God's going to call us to do this full time yeah. and God's going to call us to restore marriages and to, to, to build bridges yeah. from people who may be living on, on the other side of the river either way. Yeah. And we're going to build a bridge that they can meet in the middle and, yeah. and come together. And so, um, as a pastor, if I were to bring you in for like, say I wanted to do kind of like a marriage intensive or, a you know, uh, I wanted to do maybe a weekend. What do your conferences look like? Say when you come into a church, if there's a pastor listening to this, um, what, what would that look like? What, if I was interested, what, what would that look like? Well, and because we've uh, done ministry from both sides of the platform, uh, we know what it's like to have for churches and what it takes for them to have to put on a conference. And so our goal at Bridge Builder is to make that as simple as possible for the pastor and for sure. the church. And so we're going to provide them with literally everything they need except people and a space. And they have the people in the space. And so we're going to give them all of the digital graphics that they need. We're going to give them, we're going to bring in all the signage for the conference. We're going to bring in conference workbooks, 14-day devotionals, packs for the couple, every couple to take home with us. Mm-hmm. And then we just, we do it by the, the size of the church and the a number of sessions. Okay. One, two, or three sessions, four sessions, whatever they want. Uh, we do that, but it's it's super interactive. Stephen and I actually teach at the same time, so we try to keep it casual and interactive with the pe- the couples who are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always encourage them um, to. Ha- we do a time of Q and A. 
for the for the couples and we tell our we tell the couples the first time they come into the conference for the first session you're going to find a card in your bag and that is a question card you can ask any question that you want no questions off the table <laughs> don't sign your name yeah <laughs> and uh, and so then we do the q a and we, we we will answer every question trust me we've gotten we're almost unshockable at this point because we've gotten a lot of them yeah. but we have a biblical answer for them Okay. And, uh, you know, we're not afraid of difficult questions. Uh, we're not afraid of the mother-in-law questions. We're not afraid of the sex questions. Sure. Like, we answer them from yeah. a biblical perspective. Right. And uh, so our goal is to make it super simple for pastors and to give them a super high-quality uh, conference that that their church would be happy to. You know, it's got to pass the... It's got to pass the bridge builder test, or we're not putting it out anyway. Right. And you know, you know us. We have super high standards for what we put out. It's yeah, we have high I, quality stuff. I will say, uh, all of your graphics and the stuff that you guys put out are really good. The the devotionals and things like that. Um, so, is it typically like a one day conference, two day, three day? How do you do it, or is it kind of according to how the pastor wants to work it out? It's totally according to how the pastor wants to do it. We really recommend that two sessions is a really good like a, if you're going to do it, do a Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Or maybe you want to do a Friday night, Saturday morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. Uh, if you want to, maybe you don't want to do a weekend getaway for your couples. We will go anywhere. And, um, you know, we've done intensive retreats. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's several different avenues. We just try to customize what we do for uh, whatever church has us in. So it's interesting you say that, you know, it's you, you do getaways and couples retreats. I know you guys also do some actually just like bridge builder conferences that mm-hmm. are kind of open to anyone that are a little bit more on a larger scale. Right. What does that look like and how often do you do those a year? We do, uh, we usually do three marriage conferences and two women's conferences that our ministry totally puts on, totally sets up. Uh, we do a couple of different things. We'll usually do like a Friday night, all day Saturday session. Uh, this year we're going to do a, uh, at least one or two three day intensives. Uh, where you'll get you'll you'll come and it's for it's for couples who are really want to invest in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're at the breaking point. Yeah. Maybe they've had a trust violation. Maybe whatever. Uh, they and they need some intensive sessions. In the three day sessions, those are limited in space to the number of couples that right. we can actually deal with because we're going to do individual couple counseling. Sure. They're going to get every. They're going to get counseling sessions. They're going to get group sessions. They're going to get those kind of things. And so we have one of those planned this year. And, um, but as a general rule, we do a Friday night, all day, Saturday, uh, interactive, um, couples conference. And, uh, we do two or three of those a year and there, we just have those at different venues right. uh, throughout the state of Oklahoma. And I know you guys have a good, you always have good turnouts for those mm-hmm. and seems like to have, um, you have some people that come on a regular basis and yeah. come to everyone just cause they, they like it and it's yeah. good kind of tune up for their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bring our own worship team, everything. Right. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so <clears throat> let's talk about just uh, what are some wins from 2019? I know this has been a big year for you guys. Um, you've you've really gone from, you know, being a kind of step out in faith uh, situation when, you know, you left uh, Victory and uh, you left in such a good, healthy, honorable way. I mean, you still attend Victory. That was such a great transition. Um, but you felt like God was calling you out mm-hmm. into the deep a little bit, right? Yeah. To oh, step yeah. out onto the water. Yeah. And, uh, tell me, just first of all, what was that transition transition like for you guys? It was it was a giant step of faith. But we just had had so many confirmations from God that we knew that it was the right thing to do, and we had the support of our pastor, and um, we had the support of our church, and and we just felt like you know it's now or never. We're not getting any younger, sure. and uh, we we have done it long enough. 
as a, as kind of a side ministry to the to what we did in I mean in addition to what I did at Victory and that kind of thing that we we were comfortable in our process and some things like that and so it was it was a good transition time uh, and it's been our first full year of being on our own and God has just astounded us with His faithfulness yeah. and uh, we've we've encountered. Uh, one of my favorite stories is we had a church contact us and ask us to come and do a marriage conference last year. And it was not anybody that I knew, anybody that I had heard. I'd never even heard of them. They And I'm like, how did you find me? And they said, we found you on Facebook. And, you know, God led them to find us on Facebook, <laughs> which is not usually how we get into churches, by the way. Right. And, um, and they had us in and they have become really good friends of ours. And we've done, I did a women's conference up there um, last fall and, um, they, it's just been a really good thing. So we've seen our, we've seen our client base grow as far as just counseling clients. Uh, we've, you know, we've done several churches. I do like to humble brag a little bit. Um, about 75% of the couples that we counsel stay together. And, uh, that's super high statistics in anybody's book. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, that's huge. So, I mean, if you think about that, if your marriage is struggling right now, maybe you're listening to this, maybe you know Steve and Lisa, maybe you stumbled upon this uh, somehow, maybe by God's um, you know, divine hand for you to listen to this today. Um, man, think about that. Your marriage might be struggling today. It may be uh, stagnant. It may be um, maybe you're at a place where you're almost ready to leave and you're just searching for some answers or for, searching for someone to help. Uh, maybe you've gone to counseling before. Um, and let me encourage you, even in this moment right now, um, contact Steve and Melissa. They would love to connect with you. They would love to help you, um, whether it's through a conference or whether it's through maybe even um, just, just you know, couple on couple like marriage counseling. Maybe this is why you're listening to this today. Yeah. And um, man, 75%. Wow. That's huge. That I is mean, huge. It, it, that to me, if you're looking on return on investment, uh, you don't get any kind of investment for any kind of financial thing or anything else um, in the world right now. 75%, that's about as good as it gets. And so um, you can almost guarantee the fact that something's going to change and something's going to shift. Yeah. If people are willing to put in the work, I would imagine the 25% that don't work are the people that don't want to put the work it takes mm-hmm. to, to, to put a marriage together and to, yeah. to work hard. But it, I know, Melissa, if you're, if you're willing to, to listen to what she and Steve has to say and, and do the work that it takes, then man, God can restore your marriage. Or maybe you're not struggling. Maybe you're just saying, you know what? I want my marriage to be rock solid I know they work with couples to do that as well. So sure. I encourage you to contact them today. Yeah. And we, we usually just tell people that saving that making your marriage great is not nearly as hard as you think it is. Sure. Most people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. And so sometimes just a little bit of wisdom and education helps them a ton. Um, and so we, we're really, we do that a lot. We try to do that, share that in our church conferences as well. Because maybe you think your church is thinking, well, what can, you know, really three sessions of a marriage conference do for my church? It can do a lot. Yeah. Because the first thing that we teach all of our clients is that they need to have a God-centered marriage. And we teach them what that really looks like. What does that look like to live that out on a day-to-day basis? Sure. Like, are you praying for your spouse? Sure. And we ask couple, Christian couples that all the time. Do you pray for your spouse? I'd say, Matt, do you pray for your spouse? Yeah. And you'd sure. say, sure. Yeah. You know, and then I'd say, do the wife. Do you pray for your, do you pray for your husband? Absolutely. Have they ever heard you? 
Well, no. Do they know what you're asking God for? No. Right. You know, because they don't pray. There's no connection between. There's, you have a relationship with God. Your wife has a great relationship with God. But you guys have no connection together. Right. And even with the pastors, we, we counsel pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really feel like that pastors are under a lot of pressure. That they're, and, and we truly believe that God has never called a pastor to sacrifice his family on the altar of a church. Sure. And we've seen it happen. I've walked through... Um, moral failures in churches on as a staff member. And, and so I know what that's like. And so our goal is to say, can we make your church as healthy as possible? And so we've been able to do that. Like mm-hmm. some of the churches that we've done conferences in last year, we now counsel their pastors or their staff. Wow. And, um, and because it makes that much difference. Yeah. It makes that much difference. And they see, once we do a conference, they see the benefit in it and they start working with us. And, uh, and so we've had some really good success with pastors and, and just counseling them and helping them have the best possible marriage. Because if you're, if you're, marriage is successful you have a lot more energy to devote to the church yeah but if your marriage is unhappy you don't have a lot of energy to devote to the church and i want to say this to pastors out there unhappy marriages are so expensive on your church sure they're financially expensive they're they're a lot for your staff uh if you have a um messy marriage for lack of something better to call it if you have a messy marriage in your church it affects your children's department because those kids are in their kids foundation is not secure they're unstable in your church it escalates you know you were a youth pastor you know what to deal like with kids that have come from messy homes and the truth is that the couple one or they move from being contributors in your church to consumers in the church right before one or both of them walk out the door and not only that most of our benevolence dollars in the church don't go to happily married families. Yeah, they true. go to single moms. They go to, uh, you know, that, that's primarily where it goes to. Right. And, uh, and so helping your marriages thrive, investing in your marriage, saves your, mar- saves your ministry money, yeah. if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And it makes you more fit and more uh, capable to work in the kingdom. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So do you only work like in the OKC metro area? Or do you work with churches outside the metro? What about clients also? What, what How does that work for you guys? Sure. We go all over the world to do marriage conferences. Okay. We'll go to any church, anywhere. We don't care where they're at. Okay. Um, and we do virtual counseling. Um, like FaceTime or video we, yep, conference? We do video okay. conference counseling, FaceTime, whatever works for them. We had a couple that we worked with. Uh, she lived in a community in western Oklahoma. He worked in the oil field and was in Washington State. And so we did their counseling virtually. Okay. And we were able to bring cool. them both in, in spite of the fact that they weren't in the same look, and they weren't in the same location. Yeah, that's one of the great things about you know the internet world right now is that you can even have those conversations if people aren't even in the same state. Yeah. Or you know, say someone does live in uh, North Texas or whatever, and they've somehow they've connected with you guys. They don't have to drive up to still get the benefit of bridge builders and and what you guys offer through your counseling services. Yeah. And and. And we're not traditional counselors. <laughs> right. Uh, we're, we, this is a ministry, first and foremost. Yeah. And our heart is to minister to the people who come right. to us. We do all, we've done all kinds of crazy things. And, you know, we've, we've driven long ways to see clients because they, maybe we were doing them virtually, but they needed an in-person session. Sure. Like I needed to, we needed to connect with them on a personal level. We've mm-hmm. driven to them right. to do that before. Uh, we tell, we counsel, when we counsel pastors, you know, the funny thing about pastors is most of them don't want them to want anybody to know they're going to counseling, Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Um, and we tell pastors all the time, you can sue us if we, if anybody ever knows you've seen us. Sure. Uh, and we will meet you in the dead of a forest 
and nobody will know you got, you know, I mean, like we want to make sure that you get what you need and we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. Um, one of the, we had a church that, um, we have a church that we're friends with and, um, they believed in marriage counseling Mm -hmm. so much so that the pastor and his wife went to counseling and they paid half the price for their, the pastors on their staff to receive counseling once a month. I love that. Yeah. And it, and it made their, it made their church stronger because the marriages of their staff were so much stronger. And so we love to do those kinds of things. Like we'll come to your church. We'll see everybody. Um, you know, however you want to work that out, but and, Pastors and, should take advantage of it. No, I agree. And I think what's great with you guys is you work with large churches, you work with small rural churches, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and you've done everything in between. I mean, you've gone to small rural churches, you've gone and worked at, you know, churches of four or 5,000. So a uh, great thing about Steve and Melissa is, is they're not they're not just uh, a small-time ministry or some big-time ministry that won't uh, give you time for, you know, if you're a smaller church. Uh, they they see much value in in every church and they mm-hmm. see much value in in every person and i i love that let's let's talk about what are some um what are some challenges that you guys have had from for bridge builders in 2019 what 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 are some things that maybe uh, i know we didn't even talk about this but what are some <laughs> things that been, me with this question <laughs> what are some things that have been difficult this year um you know i think we st- Oh gosh, I don't even know how to answer that question. I'm, that, I haven't. I try not to focus on that very sure. much. Like, oh, what's what's wrong? I don't yeah. know. Life is great. Um, you know, I think one of the things that has been uh, part of my heart is how to figure out how to connect with more churches. Sure. We have. I really believe so strongly in what we do. Um, if you're with me more than ten minutes, you know I believe in what we do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and we're and we work very very hard to make sure that we do really a really good job of what we do. And, and we, we want to see, I know what it's like to have, to be divorced. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to have kids walk through that, man. We, we use all of our life experiences to help couples. I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we've walked through drug addicted children. We've walked through, um, pornography. We've walked through, I've walked through divorce and, and the, the death of my parents. And, you know, there's just been a lot of experiences in our life that we've lived through Mm -hmm. and God has been our only hope through those situations. And, And I'm happy to say, you know, all my kids are in great shape. My, one of my son's is a pastor. One of my son's owns a business. My daughter is, is happily married and, and, um, and God turned it all out beautifully in the end. Yeah. But we're not afraid of the hard things that people go through because mm-hmm. we've probably already been there. Yeah. And so we use that. We know what that's like. We know what it's like to be in ministry and not have everything look rosy, but needing yeah. it to on the other side of the fence. Sure. You know, I know what it's like to be in ministry and still have to walk through the fact that both of my kids, two of my kids are drug addicted, mm-hmm. you know, and because and don't you have enough faith right. for your kids not to be, how did, how did you mess it up so bad that your kids became drug, drug addicts? You know, there's, sure. so we, know what all of that is and the hardest thing is opening doors yeah. for us that's been the hardest the hardest part because every door that god's opened for us we've walked through gladly yeah and the people have been super glad they opened the door and i i, I believe that this next year is going to be a year of open doors for you guys mm-hmm. um i really do I, I i know when we'll talk about some wins here from 2019 here in yeah. just a second but i think um it's been really cool and i think probably one of the challenges for for this last year too is also that just so everyone knows, Melissa does this full time, yeah, uh, and Stephen does it part time, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute as well. But um, they've stepped out in major faith, not 
not stepped out in like Melissa has some other job that she does full-time and does this on the part, part-time side. No, she does this full-time um, according to basically uh, gifts and um, people who are ministry supporters and, and the way that God has provided and, and through obviously their counseling services and marriage counseling and conferences and all that goes on with that. Uh, I know that's been a challenge this year mm-hmm. just because it's a challenge for anyone yeah. the first year, full year you step out. Yeah. Um, but tell me, like, let's talk about what, what, what are those, some of those wins? Like even you, you told me that this is your largest year of fundraising so far. What does that look like? Yeah. And how has God, you know, brought things um, into being, you know, really where you can do this full time. Yeah. God is, God is incredibly faithful. If, if I wouldn't say anything else, I would say God is incredibly faithful. And, uh, we've worked, we've worked hard. My husband has had a part-time job that he's done this year. And, and, um, and that's, you know, but the truth is that ends at the end of January. And we are super excited because we now have both of our full-time efforts to put forward to destroying divorce. And, and uh, so, but God has been faithful. We've doubled our um, we've doubled our giving income this year for people who just say, "Hey, listen, we believe in what you do, and we support you." Yeah. And that's been a that's been a beautiful thing. Um, our clients have been good. Now here, we're a ministry, Matt, so we never turn away. We one of our goals is to be super generous. Right. Right. So we never turn away a couple because they can't afford to pay our our fees for co- for counseling. Sure. Now we believe everybody ought to pay something because everybody ought to have some skin in the game. Right. Yeah. And, no doubt. and after after years of doing this, we recognize that you need to have some skin in the game, or else it doesn't. You don't put the effort in you need right. to. Um, but we never turn anyone away because they can't pay our full price. When we do our events, the Bridge Builder Marriage Ministry events, we give away thirty percent of the tickets to those to those events straight up front, and uh, and so and we're partner with other ministries and things like that. And so um, we really are want to be generous. We want to be good stewards, but we want to be super generous. And we try, we do that. And because we believe because we do that, God's faithful to us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our ministry's grown. It's doubled in size this year. I anticipate that it'll double in size again in 2020. Absolutely. Um, at least maybe yeah. more than double. Right. Uh, I'm hopeful for more than double, but at least it, it I believe it'll double in size this year. Uh, Steve is going to be joining us full time at the end of January. So we're going to really hit the ground running. Uh, our hopes in 2020 is that, uh, again, we'll do 20, we want to do 20 church conferences in 2020. So yeah. um, that's a step up for us, but we're going to, you know what, God, Why not? We, we serve a big God. He yeah. can do all kinds of things. That's the open doors that we're believing we're going to see. And uh, we would love to bring on some more people to work in the ministry with us this year. Sure. Uh, because there's a limited number of hours Stephen and I can counsel. Yeah. Uh, it is it is emotionally and spiritually taxing, and there's a limit to how many hours a day you can do that. And we yeah. can, and we do counsel four days a week, all every day in and day out. So, um, and then we do conferences on the weekends. Generally, churches bring us in for Friday and Saturdays. As a general rule, we do some Sundays, but mostly Fridays and Saturdays. And and we do churches from we've done conferences as small as you know five couples and we've done conferences well over the, in the hundreds. And yeah. so, you know, we do, we do whatever we, we're not afraid to go anywhere, but, uh, we're, we're pretty excited about what God, what God's going to do in 2020. Well, I'm excited for you. And I think, um, one thing I know about you is that you're a dreamer and that you are someone who, uh, steps out in faith. And, um, one thing I know about Steve is that, um, he is a man that hears God's heart and, uh, he's not afraid to speak up when he does. And, uh, 
you know, he is the balance to you in so many ways. Uh, he and absolutely that, you know, is. I, and I think it's, and, and you're the balance to him. You know, yeah. you help him dream big and he helps you, um, you know, hear God's voice in, in, in a healthy, grounded, balanced way as yeah. well. Because we serve a God of balance and yeah. there's balance to everything. And, right. you know, if you're nothing but a dreamer and then you're not a follow through guy, that that makes it hard too. And so I love to see the balance that you guys bring and and not only in your own lives and in the ministry, but what it brings to the counseling side Mm -hmm. and to the conference side. Um, it's, it's exciting to see what God has done. And, uh, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in 2020 for you guys. And I really think that he has plans to, to grow this thing. And, um, for Steve to be able to come on full time, I know he's elated and yeah. uh, he's been wanting this for for a long time as well. And it's it's pretty awesome that God has saw fit to to bring the finances. And and this is don't get me wrong, guys, this is a step out in faith as well. Yeah, it's not like uh, somebody gave them you know a hundred thousand dollars for this year for Steve to come on. Yeah, this is a step out in faith. But in the same way that Melissa stepped out in faith to to come on full time. Um, I know that it's going to be the same for Steve because you're following God's voice. Yeah. Um, he's going to, he's going to provide for you and he's going to take care of you guys like guys like he already has done. Yeah. And uh, so um, thank you for listening today. And uh, thanks for uh, being a part of this podcast and listening on a regular basis. Melissa, what do you, what would you like to say to your audience as, as we sign off? Well, you know, I just want to invite you. I'm excited about what 2020 has in store, not only for Bridge Builder Marriage Ministry, but for the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I have some amazing guests line up, lined up for the rest of the year. And um, not the whole year's not full yet, so God's going to bring me some more great people to be a part of the show. And if you've enjoyed the show in 2019, you're going to love it in 2020. And uh, I'm super happy that you didn't make me do... Uh, the rapid fire questions at the end. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm like trying to pre-plan to think about what questions what he would, would ask. Because <laughs> if you listen to my podcast, you know I always end them with rapid fire questions, and and so I was, I was just, I've been thinking for a couple of days, like, what's Matt gonna ask me? Oh no, right? And uh, so I'm kind of glad to have ditched you know kind of avoided that ditch whatever anyway but thank you for joining us here on the he doesn't waste a thing podcast this has been a totally different format it's fun to be interviewed it's harder than i thought it's way easier to be the question asker and uh but i i'm excited to have you join us on the journey for 2020 you know what god is faithful god is incredibly faithful and uh, the journey of our life is one big testimony of God's goodness and God's faithfulness. And I can't wait to see what he's doing in 2020. And I guarantee you, you don't want to miss it. So this is that time of the podcast when I ask for my three favors. I call them my trifecta of favors. First of all, if this is your first time listening, or maybe you just haven't done this yet, would you hit that subscribe button on your podcast so that all of the latest podcast episodes will be in your news, in your feed? Second of all, would you give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you haven't done that? It takes about 10 seconds to scroll down to the bottom of your podcast and give us a five-star rating. And finally, and most importantly, and the biggest thing you can do for us is share this podcast with your friends and invite them to, to come listen to the amazing people that God brings into my life. And so, welcome to 2020. And until we meet again, remember, he doesn't waste a thing.